welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. I'm in the minority today. I have Amy and Marlo with me. Small crowd, but good crowd. Thank you, ladies, for being here today. We're going to talk about the 36th verse of the Tao Te Ching in conjunction with verse 9 of the Wintza. Announcements before we get started. If, you're, if it's your first time to our podcast, we talk about how Taoist philosophy relates to recovery. We're not Taoist. But we learn much like if you're in AA and you take the AA principles and you see how they apply to a lot of your beliefs that you already have. We found that there were a lot of Taoist beliefs that are 2,500 years old that are written about that apply to how my recovery works for me. And it filled a lot of gaps between, you know, the God of my understanding and the doorknob. You know, it filled a lot of that space, what I've learned in studying the Tao. And if you want to know where the Tao is in the big book, if you're saying, well, that doesn't sound like AA, go to page 85, 86. That's the Tao in the big book. It just comes. We cease fighting anything and anyone on the, on the bottom of 84, all the way through uh, on 85 there just talks about that all the way through that ease that we can live in. And that's what the Tao is about. Studying the Tao is about finding that path of ease where we learn to respond rather than react. So it's just another God language, basically. I hope you enjoy it. We've got a lot of back episodes where we've gone through a lot of different texts. So check those things out and see if they help you. And if they do, you're welcome to join us sometime. We have a Facebook group by the same name. We post the links. To, we record on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern. So anyone's welcome to join us. Let's see. We've got a, if you still are looking for online meetings, uh, there's a nightly meeting that we talk about. It's the fourth dimensioners. It's, you can get there by zoomaameetings.com, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, every night of the year. Amy, you, uh, you do a beginner meeting on Fridays, correct? Yes, the underground. So uh, you can join Amy there on Fridays and I pop in and out. So anything else we need to talk about before we start? All good. Okay. Buddy, you mentioned 85. You mentioned those pages in the big book, but I think page 420 and acceptance was the answer. That last paragraph, that story, I think is all down too. So if you can, if you have read any of the stories in the back of the big book, um, I'm getting that out too because I'm I, I don't think that I misquoted the page, but let's just <laughs> acceptance um, is the key to my relationship yeah. with God today. I never yeah, just didn't do nothing. Yeah. Waiting for him to tell me what That's, to do. Rather, mm-hmm. I do whatever's in front of me to be done. And I leave the results up to him. However, it turns out that's God's will for me. Yeah. And the last little, yeah, that that the rest of that too. Okay, I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations. For my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I have seen I've never had it so good. 
Thank God for AA. Thank God for the Dow. Yes. All right. Let's start with the 36th verse. Let's start there. I want to read, I like Stephen Mitchell's almost always. I want to read, read it first and then we can read some others. But that first paragraph is what I really want to talk about. If you want to shrink something, you must first allow it to expand. If you want to get rid of something, you must first allow it to flourish. If you want to take something, you must first allow it to be given. This is called the subtle perception of the way things are. The soft overcomes the hard. The slow overcomes the fast. Let your workings remain a mystery. Just show people the results. That idea of allowing, we allow before uh, we can really benefit from something. It's that whole idea of, uh, I think some of the other verses say it a little differently. I can read the, um, I think it's Guy Fu Fang in Jane English, 36. That which shrinks must first expand. That which fails must first be strong. That which is cast down must first be raised. Before receiving, there must be giving. This is called perception of the nature of things. Soft and weak overcome hard and strong. Fish cannot leave deep waters. And a country's weapons should not be displayed. Thank you, Marla. Any comments on that? There's so much to misunderstand in it. Before receiving, there must be giving. Well, I believe that. In turn, like if you cannot um, give love, it's hard to receive love. If you can't give away your sobriety, it's hard to get it. I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah. That's my perception. Me too. Me too, Marla. <clears throat> about McDonald, if you want something to return to the source, you must first allow it to spread out. If you want something to weaken, you must first allow it to become strong. If you want something to be removed, you must first allow it to flourish. If you want to possess something, you must first give it away. This is called a subtle understanding of how things are meant to be. Mitchell said, this is the understanding of how things are. The soft and pliable overcomes the hard and flexible. Just as fish remain hidden in deep waters, it's best to keep weapons out of sight. I remember talking about this, the weapons not being displayed. I remember talking about this a couple of years ago. I don't remember what we said, <laughs> but it, it, I mean, I, I'm reading it to mean like, don't, don't, let's not show our offense. Let's, you know, let's not um, show people how strong we are. But I, I don't understand that frame of mind. Humility? It's definitely humility. Yeah. It's so paradoxical. Yeah. That's, that's why it's hard to understand this one because it's. It's you know, about applying the paradoxes, really. I went, I'm looking at our notes when we've talked about this before. You got to give it away to get it. Yeah. Uh, we titled this at one time, Living by Allowing. Our character defects have to be seen 
and flex before they can be surrendered. So is that like a notebook that you keep of all of the episodes or what's happening over there, buddy? <laughs> when we first went through all 81 uh-huh. of the verses, we wrote, I mean, I have notes from when we talked about it. And I kept those notes and we were going to publish a book at one time oh. of all of that. So we had al- we've already compiled all of that in a Word doc and we just oh. haven't done anything else with it. So, but that was when we first started going through these. That was four years ago. I was uh, trying to transcribe the meetings and it was, you know, it would take me three to four hours <laughs> to do a meeting and it, it just wasn't worth the effort there. How about the fish analogy? Dyer talks about that in his book, that if we come to the surface to take in the world, we'll be caught. Allow others to take in the world and live in the background. I love that. Yeah. I've always lived like that in the background. I wanted to, I've always wanted to live. I've always been in the background thinking I should be in the foreground, but, but my nature is to be in the background. And to watch everything and to help people do their best. That's my strength. You know, and this is all a perception, too. Yeah. Because that, that's what uh, Mitchell talks about. He says, this is called the subtle perception of how things are. We miss it. Reality. We're not aware. Yeah. No. And then Jane English says, this is called the perception of the nature of things, which is the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Soft and weak, overcome hard and strong. I have to give it away to keep it, right? All the paradoxes that we talk about in recovery. I think we have to change the way that we approach everything if we're going to approach it from a place of powerlessness. Um, Let me see what I did with that. 36. Okay. The mystery of surrender. I must stop resisting my addiction for recovery to work. To weaken something, I must first stop resisting its strength. To reject something, I must first accept it. To to possess something, I must first give it away. This is called the mystery of surrender. The submissive and flexible overcome the resistant and unyielding. Unless I learn to give when I am in need, the application of this truth remains hidden in deep waters. That's pretty good. Unless I learn to give when I am in need. Oh, Amy, you're laughing. You're laughing at me. Yeah, and she's like, that's pretty good. It is. I mean, I look at it, I'm like, did I really write this? Yeah, I wrote that, right? Yeah. Did you read Jonathan Stars yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I didn't think so, but I didn't want to read it. (laughs) I was pulling. So it says, um, Contraction pulls at that which extends too far. Weakness pulls at that which strengthens too much. Ruin pulls at that which rises too high. Loss pulls at life when you fill it with too much stuff. The the lesson here is called the wisdom of obscurity. The The gentle outlast the strong. The obscure outlast the obvious. Hence, a fish that ventures from deep water is soon snagged by a net. A country that reveals its strength is soon conquered by an enemy. And I want to read Ron Hogan, of course. 
Sure. To make something smaller, you need to appreciate its size. To make something weaker, you must recognize its strength. To get rid of something, you need to hold it tight. To take something, you must give it up entirely. To put it another way, sensitivity and weakness overcome unfeeling strength. To take something, you must first give it up entirely. What did I say if I have to stop resisting my addiction to surrender? I have to accept. I know when I um, I spent a couple of years trying to really, really, really find God, like as hard as I could. And once I realized, like, give it up, man. And, and then, like, things started happening. Like, there was God there. Once I started, uh, once I gave it up, gave up the search, it was there for me to enjoy the full banquet. You know, that's the thing. We think we have to figure this out. And really, all all I had to do was start start trying to help you. And my life started falling into place. That's, um, I always have to, you're a mirror for me. Everyone is, you know, uh, because I'm always getting back what I'm giving, always. And I think that's really part of this, too is learning how to approach life from a place of surrender, a place of powerlessness. If we don't have any other comments, I want to read a little bit of verse 9, because it talks about this in the Wentza. The Wentza? Okay. Yes. Hang on, let me go to that screen. Okay. Okay. Got it. We've got a uh, the Wentza by Thomas, uh, translated by Thomas Cleary. We've got a link if you want to buy any of these books at buddyc.org. Uh, there's a link with all of these books. Lao Tzu said, those who attain the way, that would be the, the way of the Tao, are weak in ambition but strong at work. Their minds are open and their responses are fitting. Those weak in ambition are flexible and yielding, peaceful and quiet. They hide in non-acquisitiveness and pretend to be inexpert, tranquil and uncontrived. When they act, they do not miss the timing. So you think they don't know what they're doing or that they don't have a clue, but yet they just, and it's going to talk more about explaining this. Some of his English is difficult. Therefore, nobility must be rooted in humility. You were talking about humility. Loftiness must be based in lowliness, on lowliness. Use the small to contain the great. Remain in the center to control the external. I think that's a that's a point toward uh, centers in your inner being. Balance. Yes, remain in the center to control the external. Behave flexibly, but be firm. And there is no power you cannot overcome, no enemy you cannot rise above. Respond to developments, assess the times, and no one can harm you. Just stop me if you've got a question or a comment. So he's talking about responding, assessing, being flexible, being flexible but firm. I would think that would mean that you you may have principles that you live by. You know, you you have a line, you know, that you draw. Doing the right thing. 
Yeah, yeah. No black or white there. Those who would be firm, and this is part, I think my all criteria is, those who would be firm must preserve it with flexibility. Those who would be strong must protect it with weakness. Accumulate flexibility and you'll be firm. Accumulate weakness and you will be strong. Observe what they accumulate and you will know who will survive and who will perish. More observing, right? I mean, I can do that with anybody. I look at what they're accumulating and I know a whole lot about them. You can take my bank account and you can look at the ways I spend my money. And that tells you what's important to me. Whatever ways I spend my money, that's the things that's important. You can tell a lot about people if you wanted to look at what they accumulate, looking at, you know, what they spend, too. That's a that's an inventory that uh, if you ever have question how you're where where your what what is the there's a Bible verse about that where your treasure is there will your heart be also I think you know you can look at your treasure and wherever you hold your treasure that's where your heart is that that's that's what's important to you those who will overcome the lesser by strength come to a standoff when they meet their equals those who overcome the greater by flexibility have power that cannot be measured. Therefore, when an army is strong, it perishes. When a tree is strong, it breaks. When leather is strong, it rips. The teeth are harder than the tongue, but they're the first to die. So flexibility and yielding are the administrators of life. Hardness and strength are the soldiers of death. To take the lead is the road to exhaustion. To act afterward is the source of success. Kind of like we talked about last week about if you stand on your tiptoes, you don't stand firm. That whole idea. Holding to the way in order to be a to be a partner in evolution involves leading to regulate following and following to regulate leading. What is this? It means not losing the means of regulating people, which people themselves cannot control. Following means combining the elements of events in such a way as to harmonize with the times. Changes in the times do not allow rest in the intervals. If you act in advance, that's going too far. If you act too late, you cannot catch up. As the days pass and the months go by, time does not dally with people. That's why sages do not value a huge gem as much as they value a little time. Time's hard to find and easy to lose. Therefore, now here we've got to the all of that to tell us how it really works. This is the result. Therefore, sages carry out their business according to the time and accomplish works according to the resources. They keep to the way of purity and are faithful to the discipline of the feminine. In other words, the discipline of flexibility, the discipline of giving. As they go along and respond, respond to changes, they always follow and do not proceed. Flexible and yielding, they're thereby calm. Peaceful and easygoing, they're thereby secure. Those who attack the great and overthrow the strong cannot contend with them. Comments? A lot of examples of how to be flexible, of how to yield. From both this verse and the verse of the 
of the Tao Te Ching and any other verses that you guys like. It's this idea that our strength is in our weakness. What's the phrase? The weaker I get, the stronger I become. Isn't that what the third step's about? It's talking about turning your will and your life over to the care of God. I just don't like the word weakness. Yeah, I, I, I don't like surrender either. Well, I don't like powerless. <laughs> I don't like powerless either. I don't like powerless or weakness or defect or those kinds of words. But but how does flexibility and yielding work in work for not drinking, say? There's no, there isn't, we don't have the flexibility to have a drink anymore, but we do have the flexibility uh, to um, accept and surrender and surrender to our addiction or whatever we have. Yeah, that's the way I look at that, Marla. That's my, I have to stop resisting. I have to give up. I have to let go. And once, you know, I've talked about this before, you know, I tried for five years and it took six years to get a year because I didn't understand how this worked. I thought God just helped me with the part I couldn't do. And there really was no surrender to it. I might surrender to God to help me, but I really didn't surrender the process. I didn't understand how it worked. I had just thought that God just, you know, I did my best and then God did the rest. It was kind of the way it worked. Mm-hmm. That did not work for me <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I couldn't understand it because I said, what, what am I missing? And then finally, one day after two kind of lame suicide attempts, they they weren't, you know, they weren't, I wouldn't go through with it, right? Uh, I I said, you know, either this works, either you help me with this, or I'm out of here. I will find a way to do it. Hmm. And when I did that, when I just gave up, all of a sudden it lifted and left. Like, immediately. I was like, what? What did I do? You know? Why couldn't I figure this out six years ago, you know, or five years ready. ago? You, know? you weren't ready yet. No, I wasn't ready. Uh, I had to go out. I had to do what this is saying. I had to show what strength I had in myself before I could surrender it, right? I think that's part of what that phrase in 36 is talking about. Yeah, I I just could not. Uh, I could not surrender. I could not surrender. And then I learned that my strength was in my weakness. And if I could let go and get out of the way, and what do I do when I let go? I get the, I get the focus off of me and I go help someone else. I get busy helping. And there's always ways for me to help in my path that just show up in my path when I'm in need of that. Does that make sense, Marla? Oh, yeah, it makes total sense. Um, Yeah, it's like, you know, suiting up and showing up. You know, that's like what we have to do. And I was in a meeting this morning. There were 30 women in this meeting and nobody was talking. It was a virtual meeting. 
And, you know, I like to just listen to it. It's an 11 step meeting. I like to listen to how, what other people, how they're listening to God. So I stepped up and I like, I, I, it's a big thing for me to talk in a meeting (laughs) unless I know you really well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, suit up and show up. And, you know, I always feel better about myself when I show up like that, you know, show up in a a service kind of like here, maybe what I'm going to say might help somebody. So these meetings only work if we participate, you know. Yeah, I I still when I and I started this before the pandemic, I'll go around the room in the meeting. And for each person there, I'll I'll open my heart to the person. I'll send love to that person. And I'll ask, how can I be of help to this person today? And I just go around the room. Sometimes I do it individually. Sometimes I just just do it. Not in, you know, just do it to the room. I do that while they're reading all the readings. Then when it comes time to share, I'm ready, you know. So you don't go to each one like talks too much. She's she's gonna whine about her husband. This one's gonna do that. It's like no, no, no. no. (laughs) Uh, I had uh, I had a sponsee that had business meetings at different meetings with uh, the folks he worked with. That he said they were just awful. He just hated going to them. I said, "Well, do what you do." In an AA meeting, go around the room, <laughs> send them love, ask how you could be of service to them today, open your heart to them and see what happens. And he called me later and said, you know, it worked. I had the best faculty meeting I've ever had. I said, really? I said, amazing when you become flexible, right? That's what that is. That's being flexible, not being rigid in our thinking. Not thinking we have this thing figured out. Right. Or thinking that we're right. Yeah. You know, I'm wrong much more than I'm right. <laughs> I never realized that before. I, I, I recognize that in me as well. I'm always wrong. <laughs> like, but see, I, I have excuses for, I think of when I'm wrong, but I don't see other people's excuses. You know, what? why they were thinking that way. I, I just judge them by what I see outwardly. I judge me by inwardly, you know, my motives and those type things. Sure. Any other any other comments about this? Uh, this is about just learning how to let go, really. Learning how to be flexible in what we're doing. Learning how to say, how can I help you instead of how can you help me? Well, that's like the St. Francis prayer, isn't it? That reminds me. Where is the St. Francis prayer? I thought it was in step 10. Or no, step, no, it's in step 11. 99. Yeah, thank you. You want to read it, Amy? Sure. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth, that where there is doubt, I may bring faith, that where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving 
that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. Is that not what we've been talking about? Yeah. That is exactly it. Thank you. I, I had never put the St. Francis prayer with this. It's a golden thread that goes through all of our teachings. It's like, and that's how they all connect because they're all saying the same thing. It's like, just be good, man. Be kind. And, you know, our prayer changes from God help me to God, who can I help? I mean, it's just that simple, you know, and we can take every activity in our life and have that attitude with it. I mean, anything we can think of for life, for business. Driving? Yes, very much for driving. <laughs> Still I mean, one of those challenges, you know, to remain open hearted to the jerk who cut you off or whatever. You know. I went to Nashville last week and visited with my daughter, and this lady wouldn't let me over, and I called her a bitch and just got by. I just showed my ass. <laughs> My daughter's in the car with me, you know, and she's, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, I didn't believe I just did that. <laughs> so I had to apologize for my behavior, but it, it still happens. You I know, know. It can still happen. <laughs> it, I'm telling you, the only place I feel like I cannot practice principles is in a freaking car driving. <laughs> I'm way better than I used to be. Yeah. But it it does like out of nowhere I can be as serene and then some jackass. <laughs> I think it's because we take that personally. They're not letting me over, you know. But right, I would but, let them over. But you, you know, said kind of you said something one time that that really res- they would do that whether it was me or not. Right. Yeah. So so when I get again the car, I'm it's it's like the least spiritual place. For me, sometimes, sometimes, not all the time. Um, but that is, buddy, I really, I don't remember when it was or what we were talking about or whatever, but um, it also reminds me of um, an Al-Anon story. Um, it's it's out of the, the Daily Reader, Courage to Change. And I don't remember what day it's on, but it's, it's talking about pigeons. And this guy was he sat down under a tree that was full of pigeons and it says pigeons. The pigeons did what pigeons do, right? And so, I mean, they, they pooped on him. Um, and for us to think that other people are going to behave differently just because we're involved, specifically is talking about alcoholics and their drinking. If you think, you know, an alcoholic is going to drink, an alcoholic is going to do what alcoholics do, and that's drink until they have a psychic change, until they have a spiritual awakening, until they recover. But but those drivers are going to cut. They would cut you off. They'd cut me off. They they'll cut anybody off because they're the drivers are doing what the drivers are going to do regardless. The pigeons do what pigeons do regardless. <laughs> and we don't have to take it personally. And if I'm not taking it personally, I usually don't get upset about it. It's just when I think they're doing that to me. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Thank you. But this whole thing is about a plan. It's, it's just another love language explaining the St. Francis prayer, basically. You have any comments, Amy, before we close? It was back in the winter reading. Following means combining the elements of events in such a way as to harmonize with the times. 
Changes in the times do not allow rest in the intervals. If you act in advance, that is going too far. If you act too late, you cannot catch up. Be in the moment, right? I can, yeah, yeah. And harmonize, um, harmonize yeah. not dominate, right. but work with, you know? Right. Hmm. Yeah, just harmonize. You know, we always think of being in a place of ease as meaning that you're doing nothing. You know, when I first started studying this, you know, Wu Wei is the statement. You think that's effortless effort, but it's still effort. It's effort in an effortless way. It's still work. Uh, and for me, what I've concluded with that, it's uh, unselfish work. It's work that I try to leave no trace. In other words, I've heard it put that way. No trace of me. Uh, and that's when that prayer shifts to the St. Francis prayer that we read. That's exactly it. How can I understand instead of be understood? I don't know how many times I've been in a situation that if they don't understand me, screw them, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, am I alone? No, but that is not seeking to understand, not to be understood. <laughs> right. 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 It, it's a, I was doing the wrong thing, you know, because right. I was seeking to be understood. And and that can, that takes me back to 60 to 63, I think, in the big book. You know, if only people would just do as I say, the show would be great. Don't <laughs> you understand? I know what's best for you because I certainly knew what's best for me, right? Did so well. I did so well. Exactly well. I did so well at managing my own life. Let me burn your ship account. <laughs> Um, you know, I thought of this too on page 92 to 12 and 12, sub 10, as an insurance against big shotism, we can often check ourselves by remembering that we are today sober only by the grace of God and that any success we may be having is far more his success than ours. Um, I'll just keep reading because this, I have a reference back to page 84 in the big book, which is what we kind of started talking about at the beginning, right? We begin to see that. Finally, we begin to see that all people, including ourselves, are to some extent emotionally ill as well as frequently wrong. It said including ourselves, not just other people, (laughs) including ourselves are to some extent emotionally ill as well as frequently wrong. And then we approach true tolerance and see what real love for our fellows actually means. Anything else? We good? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for being here today. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Y'all have a great week, and we will see you next week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.